we only get one shot at this life and you have to work hard anyway. So work hard for yourself. And um, I would say the first year of my business, I just focused on gratitude and it was scary, but it was so worth it. And I'm, I'm always so grateful that I did it. Listening to the Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast, the exploration of life fully optimized with Megan Hotman. Hey listeners, we've got another new sponsor joining us here on the Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast. We welcome Aspire to our lineup. You can find information about Aspire at denvermedispa.com. That's Denver. M-E-D-I-S-P-A dot com. Aspire's purpose is to help patients look five to 10 years younger. They craft the right skincare journey for each individual based on their desired outcome and goals. Aspire's founder, Pam Hemker, is one of our guests on the podcast. And when we talked, I explained to her that I am not really experienced in the way of facial skincare products. She did me a solid and put together a bundle, which she has called the Maximum Enthusiasm Product Bundle. You can find it on her website. And the first eight people to buy it will get it for a price of $147, which means that our listeners will get the Vitamin Seize the Day pads for free, normally a $59 value. After those first eight bundles are sold, their sponsorship means that the Maximum Enthusiasm Bundle will sell for $176, which is $30 off the normal price of $206. Check out the bundle on their website, denvermedispa.com, and go visit Aspire in person here in Denver, Colorado. Thanks so much for being a sponsor. Welcome back to the show, listeners. Today's guest is my friend and fellow entrepreneur, Pam Hemker, founder of Aspire Medical Spa here in Denver, Colorado. Pam is a wife, a mom of two young kids, and a business crusher. She runs a very successful uh, medical spa focusing on aesthetics, and their focus is to make their customers feel five to ten years younger, which I just love. You'll hear all about Pam's enjoyment and profound passion for this profession. It started at a young age from her very first job, in fact. And she goes on to share what it's like to be in business with her husband, Alex, as they are taking over different aspects of this business and working together on it. She shares some tips and tricks with us. In fact, she created a special bundle for our listeners to order for a face care uh, package or a bundle, which I think is awesome and which I ordered myself to give it a shot. Who doesn't want to look younger? And what you'll hear, though, from her overall message and her overall tone is just her enthusiasm for her business, working with her partner, being a mom, getting really, really clear on her why, and then figuring out how to use that decision uh, to dictate and and help her determine every decision that she makes. Um, It's either driving her towards her why or away from her why. And I just enjoy Pam's positivity and enthusiasm. 
She tells me about their dance party that's going to happen. Uh, they're doing that on a daily basis with their kids just to keep things fun and exciting during this current uh, coronavirus lockdown situation that we're in. And um, as a result of that, I, I got to learn about the shuffle that she mentions, which I did go Google and am now well informed. So enjoy my interview with Pam Hemker and check out her business's website when you get a chance. It is denvermedispa.com. Well, on my show today is guest Pamela Hemker. Pam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Megan. Pam and I were just catching up before we pressed record about all things business ownership and being a mom and being in business with your spouse and Accelerator and Entrepreneurs Organization and her current business. And actually where I want to start this whole thing is what preceded the life of Pam that I currently know. So Pam is a mom of two, married and a business owner. I'd love to hear what was Pam as a young girl like and where'd you go to college and what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, okay, so Pam <laughs> as a young girl, I've always um, been very headstrong and I grew up in a family-owned business and so I always knew that I wanted to own my own business. And in high school, I worked at a waxing salon in Greeley. I grew up in LaSalle, Colorado, which is like a super small farm town. Um, but I worked at a waxing salon and I was the receptionist and it was just so fun to go to work. And I felt like I worked with all my girlfriends. And so I really wanted, that's what interests me in aesthetics. Um, and then I went to college at Western State, and its nickname is Wasted State. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and I, last, I didn't last super long there. And I then decided, my roommate suggested that I went, that I go to aesthetic school. So I quit college, and I went to aesthetic school. Um, and then after that, I kind of, I lived with my grandma for a little bit. And then I moved to Fort Collins where I met my now husband and he ended up going to DU. So that's what brought us to Denver. Gotcha. And then I just went to different community colleges for a while until I went back into aesthetics and was like, okay, this is for sure what I want to do. Nothing else is really clicking. Um, and so I worked at different spas for like about five years before I ended up quitting and starting Aspire. And Aspire is the name of your current company and Aspire is located where? Aspire is located um, in Edgewater, Colorado. It's right across from Sloan's Lake, if you're familiar with that. So like Perfect. 22nd and Sheridan would be the Fantastic. Place. And what is Aspire's website while we're talking about it? It's denvermedispa.com. So Denver, M-E-D-I, spa.com. Right on. Okay, so when you said the intersection, it was what, 26th and Sheridan? Uh, 22nd and Sheridan. 22nd and Sheridan. All right, awesome. Well, I want to back you up there because there was all kinds of goodness in that origin <laughs> story. One theme that I noticed was that even though this field of aesthetics made you really happy as a young uh, employee and um, it kept kind of drawing you back in terms of school and your education and where you were taking classes. 
Was there a part of you that was resisting this, but you just almost couldn't help yourself because you enjoyed it so much? I think so. And I think that there was a part of me that, and it took a long time for me to accept the fact that I probably will never graduate from college. And it's, I think there was just a part of me that was like, okay, you have to really exhaust the fact that you won't graduate from college. Uh (laughs) And I completely exhausted it finally, and then was able to get on with my life. You know, I really appreciate that story in and of itself, because I think a lot of people get pigeonholed into the notion that you do have to go to college or get a college degree. And it sounds like you knew pretty early, it just wasn't for you. But you kept trying because you had this belief that you needed to do it. And of course, now we get the benefit of hindsight, we see where you're at, and we see you in this very successful space as a business owner and also thriving in that space. So what advice would you give to younger Pam and to people who are potentially in shoes like young Pam was wearing, uh, where they're, they're fighting that, that notion uh, and perhaps resisting the fact that something else is calling them? I think I would have just said, you know, whatever you're passionate about, you will be successful in if you work hard. I love that. And I also appreciate the part of your story where you said early on, one of the things you loved most about it, it sounds like, was the social camaraderie amongst the estheticians that you enjoyed. You said you got to basically hang out with girlfriends at work. Uh, Does that continue to still be a really important part of, you know, what makes a job enjoyable for you? Absolutely. And I think the cool thing about aesthetics is patients become your friend too. And so that until recently I stopped seeing patients, but up until that point, my job was my social hour. Very cool. That's pretty neat. Not many people can say that about their customers or clients or patients that they have that sort of connection and, um, you know, social relationship with during the course of the, the service that's being provided. So that's pretty cool. I can hear it in your voice that you definitely look forward to going to work. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Not many people can always say that. Um, And there was something else in your story I wanted to back up and ask you as well, which you said when you were in Fort Collins, well, first you lived with your grandmother. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's pretty unusual. And I bet that was a pretty special time. It was I got to live with her for a year. And it was just very unique to get to know her on that level. You would have been how old at this time? Early 20s? Yep, I was 20 when I lived with That's her. really cool. It was That's really neat. Cool. Yeah. And then you made your way to Fort Collins and you met your now husband, Alex. So how did the two of you meet? We met through a mutual friend who I had hung out with in high school. And Alex is from Michigan, but he met this friend um, as an intern at Disney World in Florida. Ah, Yes. So this person said, I got this friend, Pam, and I got this friend, Alex. And I think there's something there that could be a potential between those two. No. (laughs) Oh, okay. It was just random. Um, He was roommates with this guy and I didn't know anyone else. And so we were just randomly hanging out a lot. Oh, right on. Yeah. So when I, the first time I met Alex, he was on a, I joined him on a double date. Sort of. Oh, that's hilarious. He was on a date. I wasn't, but yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. And how soon after that did he actually ask you out or did you ask him out on your first technical date? 
it was probably like two months after that, I would guess. Oh. So we just hung out as friends for a while, getting to know each other. And then he asked me out to lunch and I was like, I think this might be a date. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Lunch is kind of big. It's difficult to tell for sure. (laughs) And the rest, as they say, is history, huh? It is. Yeah. We knew really quickly. I mean, it took us a little while to like warm up to each other but then after we did we knew very quickly that we would be together forever that's pretty special and you guys just welcomed your second kiddo into the world well in my mind of course it feels recently but I suppose it's actually been what four or five months now yeah five months okay so you've got a five-month-old and a two-year-old correct yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm batting a thousand right now. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and their names are Grace and the, uh, the baby's name is Audrey. Audrey. Okay. Very cool. All right. So we've got Pam and Alex and Grace and Audrey. We've kind of set the stage here for the real meat of what I want to talk about, which because we're still on the topic of family and Alex, let's just talk about the unique uh, situation that you guys are in where you're both entrepreneurs and you're also in a position where you get to be in business together. So tell us about that. Yeah. So Alex started his company like right after we got married. I think we've been married for six, almost seven years or seven or almost eight years, but he started his company. Um, and then Three, two years after he started his company, I was able to start Aspire. So we kind of piggybacked off of each other. Like he was starting his company. I was bringing in the majority of the income to support us. And then once his company was stable enough to support us, I was able to start my company. That's and pretty then, neat. Yeah, it was, it's been a cool relationship in that aspect. Um, and then let's see, I think about six months ago, six or seven months ago, he took a sabbatical from his company um, and then hasn't really been, hasn't really had to return in a major capacity. Sure. So he is a very smart businessman. I generally in the past have always run my business from my gut. Sure. Which is great, but numbers are also really important. And so he's started to help implement more structure within Aspire so we can run it from, yes, our gut, but also we have numbers to support it too. That's pretty cool. I mean, that sounds like a really nice partnership where you're, it sounds to me like a bit more in the creative space, a bit more in the feeling space going with your gut, as you said, definitely relationships are key for you. And then Alex has come in with a couple extra years of business ownership experience ahead of when you started and has been able to implement some almost fractional CFO type stuff. It sounds like just a little bit more of the number crunching and the, the forecasting and some um, processes too, I assume. Yeah. So he, um, in his company, he, they implemented EOS, it's entrepreneurs operating system um, based off of the book traction, I believe. Mm -hmm. is super popular in the EO world. Um, And so he was able to take his company kind of formulated or formatted their tools specific for their company. And so he was able to kind of do that with us so that we're looking at how much we're spending every month and how much we're bringing in or not every month on a weekly basis, which has really 
I mean, I thought we were making great money, but we were also spending more than we were making. Ah. And so that has scaled way down. Sure. Yeah, the numbers don't lie and they also don't have any emotions either. So I suppose that was kind of a great realization for you to have. Especially with the last couple of weeks we've had, it probably saved our business. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I think a lot of business owners actually avoid the numbers and avoid implementation of processes like that because sometimes we pride ourselves on being really gut-led and emotionally intelligent. And I think that's actually a really poignant point that you're making that the numbers can be a very powerful resource and may help you decide and make really, you know, critical decisions for a business. So that's, that's pretty neat. And it's also, I just want to comment pretty special that you two have a relationship that you can have those types of conversations without it turning into a conflict. Um, It sounds like it's a really positive and constructive working relationship that the two of you have. It is. And I think that has a lot to do with Alex's patience, number one. And when we, before we got married, we went through pretty intense counseling, which taught us how to communicate with each other. And it's a tool that we have used throughout our marriage and now in our working relationship is just understanding how to communicate. Wow. Well, this is uh, new information to me that I would love to explore just a little bit because I think this could benefit our listeners a lot. Um, do you mind sharing the sort of the uh, approach or the philosophy of this conflict and communication approach that was um, taught to you during your, your premarital counseling? I mean, Yeah, that's, um, if I can remember, this is how I think of it, like how I communicate when I get frustrated or defensive, like looking at my numbers in my business, mm-hmm. in the beginning was a very defensive thing. Sure. Um, but Alex is really good about staying calm and talking it out. And I would get a little bit emotional. And um, in premarital counseling, I don't, at the time, um, Fruit Ninja was really popular. This is like 10 years, or I don't know, a long time ago, eight years ago. Um, And so she told me I would throw watermelons at him. Ah. Um, So I just know when I'm getting that way, I think about those watermelons I'm throwing at poor Alex's head. And I try to stop throwing them. I love that. That's really (laughs) great. I mean, obviously it's helped. So that's a testament to premarital counseling for one thing. And also it sounds like both of you really adopted the strategies you were taught and you made a really conscious effort to implement them too, which, you know, many couples of course don't do that important part. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. Um, That's really, it's an awesome story start to finish. Not just that you have a successful marriage and you're successfully parenting these two little ones, but then to also be in business together. And in light of our, our recent news and world events with the coronavirus, uh, we are all pretty much locked in our homes or close to it lately. So how are you guys managing life at home with both of you working remotely and then your two little ones? What are some things you're doing to keep it positive? Yeah, so um, we have implemented nightly dance parties, (laughs) (laughs) which is really fun. Um, We also, just side note, we had an, we got an apparel au pair so she is a live-in nanny and she's from South Africa and she arrived in the beginning of February so 
that's been helpful and interesting also just to have another person in the house. I'm sure. But um, I think that the dance parties are like really loosening everyone up. (laughs) We get to experience different cultural music, which is sure. (laughs) So um, that's one thing we're doing. We're Tonight at six with our neighbors, we're going to do a social distancing Cupid shuffle party. Okay. Tell me more. So it's our um, two other neighbors that are right across the street. So we'll just go in our driveways and do the Cupid shuffle. And what in the world is the Cupid shuffle? Fill me in. The Cupid shuffle? I don't, yeah, how do I not know what this is? (laughs) You have to Google it. Okay, Um, okay, will do. (laughs) To the right, to the right, to the left, to the left, kick, and I'll kick. (laughs) Oh, this is fantastic. Okay, so everyone's going to be doing that in their driveways. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, and are your uh, your two little girls around board with this as well? I I don't know if they can actually do it, but they like when we're dancing, so. I bet they do. (laughs) Aw, that's pretty cool. It, it'll be fun. I don't know. I'm just, we're just trying to do things that make us smile and laugh. Yeah, it, that's pretty critical right now, isn't it? It is very critical. Yeah. And then what else have you guys been doing to pass the time, pass the days when you're home? Um, We're going on daily walks just to get our lymphs going, draining yes. our lymphs. And then yes. um, tonight, so Kila, our au pair, was supposed to go to a Celine Dion concert tonight which got canceled. So we are going to have a mini Celine Dion concert and then we're going to watch the Titanic. Wow. That sounds like quite a night. (laughs) (laughs) That's really neat. Um, Uh, Yeah. So then we're going to keep going with different themed movie nights just to keep us all together on the same page. Sure. Keep you sane. Keep us sane. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, uh, given many of the local orders and mandates for um, especially certain medical practices such as yours, and then in light of our shelter in, in place rules and such, I know that some businesses have pivoted to um, more online uh, options to service their patients and their clients in a time when maybe the, the physical business isn't able to have its doors open. So what is Aspire doing right now to continue to put amazing products out there into the world? Yeah, so we completely converted to an e-commerce site overnight, and we are selling all of our products online and then shipping them to our patients or anyone, Um, and then we're also selling discounts on our laser packages for people to use when we open back up just to keep a revenue stream coming in. Sure. Sure. And tell us about a few of these products. I mean, this is a perfect time to educate people, especially like myself, who knows very, very little about skincare. Um, Tell me a bit about some of your most favorite products that are available on the Aspire website. Yeah, so let's see. I mean, it's really important for everybody to use vitamin C, then also a retinol and sunscreen every day. So vitamin C helps give your, it gives your skin protection against um, free radical damage. So that's like pollution, the sun, 
basically everything that our skin is subject to on a daily basis. And then it also helps stimulate collagen production. Okay. So that's an important one. And we are selling ProHeal um, Super Serum. And then we have vitamin C pads if you'd prefer that over a serum. Um, and um, just for those of us like myself who are super green in this area do is this something you do first thing in the morning when you wake up or is this a before bed ritual first thing in the morning so you wash your face and then you put your vitamin c on all right and then you put your sunscreen on top of that okay um we have four different sunscreens that we're selling um two our own private labeled brand um and then two are from sente and they both have physical They're both physical sunscreens, so that means they have zinc and titanium, which means if the sun shines on your face, it reflects off of your skin. It's like putting a thousand little mirrors on your face, so it's reflecting off. Okay. If it's a chemical sunscreen, it is absorbed in your skin, turned into heat, and then kind of damages the skin. So chemical sunscreens, in my opinion... I. I would never use. They're just not worth it. Okay. And you called this what type of sunscreen again? The reflective type? Physical. Physical. Okay, great. I've never heard those terms before. So thanks for that. Yeah. And then the third thing you mentioned was retinol. So um, do all three of these go on in the morning? So vitamin C first and then sunscreen or tell us a little bit about that third product. So retinol would be something that you use at night. Okay. And it's like also known as vitamin A. And it just rapidly helps turn over your skin cells. So it's good for anti-aging. It helps reduce hyperpigmentation. And it just keeps your skin super healthy. Okay. And we have it in um, our own private label. It's called anti-aging tretinoin. Tretinoin is the prescription name for retinol. Okay. And then there's a biocomplete serum from Sente, and that's a retinol. There's It's a... Um, a less intense version of the retinol. Okay. And And so if someone goes to your website, they'll see all these separate products. Are there any like bundle or packages, one of each for the three, the trio? We don't, but that's a good idea. I can make one. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just thinking for people like me that are super, um, uh, uneducated, I should say, because I really am uneducated about these types of things. It would be great for someone to just say, here's what you need. (laughs) Here you go. You know what? I will do that like tomorrow. (laughs) Right on. And then like, here's when you put it on just very simple instructions. And, um, and then we're all set. Um, that's super helpful. So thanks for that. And of course, these are not just products for women. These are products for men as well. And everyone of course should be wearing sunscreen daily. Um, What is another product that maybe is in a totally different line or a totally different um, something else that you're just super in love with right now? It's called Dermal Repair Cream. Tell me more. From Sente. And it is like a moisturizer on steroids. After weeks of using it, my skin has just completely changed. And I would say every patient that buys it is immediately addicted to it. Well, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Okay. And so that's a, uh, a daily use product. And is that morning or night? I use it morning and night and it's the last thing I put on at night. And then I put it on right before my sunscreen during the day. 
Okay. Just like, you know, sorry. It's just like a moisturizer. Put it on like a moisturizer. And that makes me think, do you have anything for chapped hands? Because I know everybody's washing their hands like crazy right now. What do you suggest? Um, I don't currently. I really like the Hemp's product line for hands. Okay. If you've ever heard of that. I have used hand products with hemp in that, but I don't know that I've used that specific line. But I have enjoyed how it feels. It seems really, really thick without being super greasy and oily. Correct. Yep. Cool. Okay. Um, Okay. So that's all available at the website you mentioned earlier, but say it again for us. DenverMediSpa.com. And you said something about, you know, prescriptive strength retinol. So for those of us that are new to this space, do we have to have a prescription in order to order these things on your website? We, as soon as you order it, we will write you the prescription for it. Gotcha. Okay. And do you all do any sort of remote or video consults, or maybe it can even just be done by phone calls if someone wants to talk to you about some of these products before they order them? Yes. If you email info at denvermedispa.com we will get you a consult with our dermatology nurse and she will write out every product you need and explain why perfect perfect so you know what we didn't talk we talked about why you love the profession from your perspective working in it but why do you love the profession in general what do you love about aesthetics and what you're able to do for your patients I love it because it helps people feel confident. And I know for myself, when I, after I had Audrey, I had quite a few treatments done, like a lot of laser treatments, a lot of filler and Botox. And after getting everything done, when I looked in the mirror, I was super happy and I felt really good and confident. And I think that when a person feels confident, they are there's nothing that can stop them. And that's why I really love it. And do you see that type of metamorphosis happen with your patients from start to finish or from, you know, day one to day whenever? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm, I can say like during this time with all the people who have reached out and just said like, we love you guys so much. Um, we can't wait for you to open. We literally had to just like cancel so many appointments, which was crazy. And I still have people to this day calling to see like, are you guys still open? Oh, <laughs> really want to oh. come in. Oh, so they're ready. They're ready for you to reopen. It sounds like. Yeah. So I, th- I mean, yeah. And it's beautiful, confident women that we're working on every day. And that's so empowering also. Do you have any, uh, how do I want to say this? You know, does a specific patient or a specific customer come to mind where you've just seen a total transformation from when they first came in to where they're at now? Yeah. I mean, we have, we keep track. We take before photos before every treatment so we can track patients progress and, um, our, what we, I mean, sorry, our niche, or excuse me, our purpose is to help patients look five to 10 years younger. And that's definitely something I feel confident saying that we achieve. That's pretty special. What a great, what a great feeling to have that impact for people and to watch people uh, increase confidence and then go out into the world and be able to 
you know, do something with that sense of confidence and, and feeling good about oneself. That's really an amazing gift that you can give your clients and your customers. Um, and when you said that about your purpose, it reminded me of a conversation that we've had where you got really, really clear on your why in your business, both as an entrepreneur and your, your actual um, Aspire practice. So tell us a little bit about that process through EO Accelerator and where you've, where you've arrived as your, your why. Yeah, so I joined Accelerator um, two and a half years ago, and my coach the first for my first group um, was Remington. And he, like, every time we'd meet, I'd have one specific thing I said was I needed help negotiating. And he was, he really drilled me into figuring out what my why was. Ah. Because once you have your why, it answers every question that you have. So it's not related, but I discovered that my why is spending more time with my family. So if somebody were to ask me, when I first opened, I worked six days a week and I had no life. It was just work. And after I discovered my why, I, well, at this point, I wasn't working in my office at all. I was just working from home and I'd work three days a week and um, spend the majority of time with my family. So discovering my why made me very clear. Like if a person were to ask, oh, can you say, can you work on Sunday and see me for an appointment? At the beginning of my business, I would have said, whatever you want, I will do. Sure. Yep. <laughs> but having that why, it became very clear, like, no, I have these set boundaries. And if that doesn't work for you, I'm sorry, but I have to be true to my family and myself. Provides a lot of clarity and ease in decision making, it sounds like. It, like, every decision became very clear. Yeah. Sure. I mean, as the cliche saying, it, it either is driving you towards your why or away from it, right? Absolutely. Really no in between. So what advice, you know, obviously it sounds like that almost even came as a surprise to you a little bit that your why was spending more time with your family, but perhaps that wasn't obvious on the surface until you really started to drill down on it. So what advice would you give to people who want to investigate what their why is so that they can have this clarity around their decisions? I think it's more easy to figure out than we let it to let it be. Um, my original why was to was all related to money, and while that's great, and we are in business to make money, I think quality of life has a lot more to do with why we're in business than money. So I, I, I really appreciate that. You're right. It can be more obvious than we let ourselves believe. We sometimes actually try to complicate this quite a bit unnecessarily, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. And let me ask you this, because I've talked to a lot of business owners and fellow entrepreneurs who have a lot of trepidation around turning business down and who, like you said, if someone says, I want to see you on a Sunday are, are prone to say, okay, sure. You know, whatever, whatever it takes. When you've actually been clear with your why and said, no, to be honest, that's not going to work for me because I spend my weekends with my family. Have there been a few clients or customers that have said, oh, 
right on. I respect that. No problem. I'll reschedule with you during your other hours. And conversely, have you had patients or customers who were so, shall we say, offended by the fact that you had these strong boundaries that they walked out in a huff and never returned? Yeah, both happen. Both? Both. (laughs) Uh, My business became much more stable and secure. Uh Uh-huh. And I would say I probably, the first year in business that I had no why, I would say most of those patients are no longer around. Some of them are because they saw through and they knew that I'd figure it out one day. Um, But yeah, I would say most of them left and were replaced with amazing, super strong people who support us. That's exactly the answer I was hoping you were going to give because especially in conjunction with your comment about how your business actually stabilized when you got clear and strong with those boundaries that to me is one of the most important takeaways of this entire message and of your business success and many other business successes is when you get clear on who you want to serve and what your why is, your true believers will absolutely play ball with you within your boundaries because they're sold out to do business with you. And those that really were only on the periphery to begin with, who were not really ever your biggest fan, who got offended when you said, no, I won't come in on a Sunday, they basically eliminated themselves and it's, it's better for the business in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And that, then that gives every new entrepreneur heartburn though also, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) No one likes to see business walk back out the door for sure. No, but I will say, I mean, our patient base is the kindest, nicest base of patients I've ever met in my whole life. And so that's so worth it. Absolutely. I talk to business owners across all arenas of business, and I think everyone would agree that the people who are the biggest jerks and that give us the most heartburn are the ones that aren't honoring our boundaries. They're, they don't understand our why, and they oftentimes aren't the ones that we want to keep in our, um, in our practice or in our business for the long term. So I really respect and honor the fact that you got clear on your boundaries and some of those people left and never came back and it's actually benefited you as a human and as the business bottom line too, which is really powerful. Yeah. Pretty neat. Well, um, which I feel like I've said that a lot, but all of this is pretty neat. So (laughs) whatever, I'm just going to keep saying it. Uh, So Pam, this is all really, you know, interesting and unique the way you've, you've put this all together into a really successful and fulfilling life, more importantly than the success is the fulfillment. And so um, in this crazy time that we have right now, where many businesses are shutting doors, many people across all arenas have been laid off, especially in industries like the restaurant um, industry, people may actually be asking themselves, you know what, why not start a business right now? Why not? Um, So what advice would you give someone who's thinking about going out on their own and hanging their shingle or hanging, um, hanging up their LLC and, and starting something for themselves? I think you should do it. You know, um, we only get one shot at this life and you have to work hard anyway. So work hard for yourself. And um, I would say the first year of my business, I just focused on gratitude and it was scary, but it was so worth it. And I'm, I'm always so grateful that I did it. I really 
aspire to be more like you, <laughs> that you focus on gratitude when things are challenging, which of course they always are in your first year of business. Can you tell us more specifically what that gratitude practice looked like back there when you were in that startup phase? Yeah, anytime. So every day when I would be very stressed out, I would just think of like one patient who the one patient that came in that day and how grateful I was for them or the support that I got from my parents um, and what a unique and how grateful I was for that. So just anytime I felt stress, I would try to translate that into gratitude rather than stress. And even in these challenging times, I'm going to just guess that even though your salon has been forced to close for now, that I'm sorry, your, your spa, your medical spa has been forced to close during this time per the government. I suspect that you are still really deep in your gratitude practice. I think that this is reminding me to do it more often, but yes, I mean, I try, we're just trying to see the bright side of things and like opening up emails from patients who are supporting us and just like crying with gratitude. So I will say that is one thing that is striking me about this entire situation that we're all in is things that we've all taken for granted that we no longer have access to, or maybe we don't have access to it in the way that we did. And we never really gave it a thought before it was taken from us. And now that it has, even just, for example, your favorite local restaurant that was really your favorite spot for date night or your favorite spot for a certain kind of food, um, up to being able to go see Aspire for medical treatments and going to the gym to see you know, your favorite spin instructor, these seemingly small things that we all were very guilty of taking for granted. This has been a really great reminder. Um, and I'm really thrilled to hear that your patients are piping up with their thanks to you because that that helps a business owner keep going, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, so much. Yeah, yeah, that'll keep yeah. a person going for sure. Um, well, Pam, anything else that you want to share? Any other words of wisdom or advice or lessons that you've learned that you think could really benefit someone that might be listening to this and um, just looking for some inspiration? I think um, just like finding mentors has been really powerful for me, like joining your mastermind group and just being surrounded by a lot of women supporting each other and then being an accelerator is also so beneficial. So just having support in your business and growth um, and development has, I think that's so important and really powerful, especially in times like now. I couldn't agree more. And you and I have that shared experience of having both joined EO Accelerator first before we moved into EO. And so for those listening, if you are Currently a business owner, an aspiring business owner, please know that Entrepreneurs Organization is a global organization and there is an EO chapter here in Colorado and in most major cities. And the sort of farm program or the starter program is called Accelerator. And Pam and I both took part in that where we have quarterly learning days and then on the other months, an accountability group that is led by a business owner. And you referred to Remington earlier yeah. Um, truly powerful. And I have to say, initially, I was skeptical because I thought, what could people in other industries possibly teach me about running a law firm? Because my industry is different than theirs. And I could not have been more wrong about that assumption. Um, <laughs> fair to say that there are lessons that translate across all business types. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
yeah, we're all trying to hire, we're all trying to train, we're all trying to institute processes, we're all trying to, you know, frankly, sometimes fire uh, a bad employee that we we find ourselves with, and we're all trying to do good customer service for our clients and figure out the marketing and the online and this and that. And so it's really, it's really neat to be surrounded by people who are trying to solve all the same problems. Yeah, agreed. I think we're going to see a whole host of new entrepreneurs come out of this. And I suspect we're going to see some new industries come out of this as well that we haven't seen before. Do you have any predictions for something really positive that may come from this uh, coronavirus setback that we've been dealing with? I think just on a human level, I think that the phrase we're all in this together is really coming through. And I think that we are just going to be a lot closer globally and as a community. Sure. For one thing, the virus does not discriminate by location or socioeconomic status or anything else. So it has proven to be an equalizer in that in that literal sense, but also it being a problem that the entire globe is trying to tackle I completely agree with you that I think uh, separations and boundaries and borders will be, um, you know, reduced in terms of their significance and the separation that we've previously known may start to pave the way for more togetherness, which I'm hopeful for as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go so you can kick off your dance party here this evening. <laughs> I almost kind of want to do a drive-by and watch this. Um, what did you call it? A shuffle? What's it called? Stupid shuffle. I'm going to send you Stupid a shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for educating me on all these things that I know nothing about. This is wonderful. <laughs> I only know because of Alex. He's much more musical and like fun. Sure, sure. Blame it on Alex. No, actually, that's a really wonderful thing to credit your spouse with. I think you're both pretty fun. I think you're both pretty fantastic. Thanks. And I really think it's pretty special that you guys are uh, running this business together and such great partners raising your kids and potty training with jelly beans, I hear, which is super exciting. Yeah, uh, that's the other positive thing that's going to come out of this. We're going to get our kid potty trained. I mean, when you're sitting at home with not much else to do, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, um, probably a plentiful supply of toilet paper. I don't know. I know that's almost become like a sensitive topic, but... Um, oh, yeah. That, Maybe that. you shouldn't potty train her. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Teach her how to use a bidet when she's two. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time, Pam. I will post all the links that you've shared and a video to the Cupid Shuffle on the website, Maximum Enthusiasm. And I just want to say thanks so much for shining your bright light and being a source of enthusiasm, which is definitely contagious. I can't wait to come visit you at Aspire when you guys reopen. And in the meantime, I will be checking out the vitamin C retinol and sunscreen um, trifecta that you mentioned. And you'll have to put together your um, skincare for newbies <laughs> package for me. <laughs> I think I'm going to name it the Maximum Enthusiasm. <gasps> I would love that. Skincare package. I, I would love that. That would be fantastic. Okay. okay. Well, we'll be, we'll be looking for that on your website then. Thanks, Pam. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Megan. And same How to you. You are a bright light and I appreciate oh. you. Thanks, girl. Well, have a good night. Say hi to the kids and, um, and Alex for me. I will do. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Maximum Enthusiasm with Megan Hotman. Subscribe, check out our blog, and learn more at MaximumEnthusiasm.com.